And welcome back. See Am Fight News presents Fight Life Podcast number four. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about Ralt Tang fight and one championship. Of course, we're going to talk about Joshua and Povetkin. The Boganin brothers have a huge announcement. We're going to recap Channel 7. We're going to recap Bangkok Stadium action. We're also going to look forward to the next week's action here in Bangkok. I'm going to have a little bit of ramblings, and we're going to have 10 rings at the end. Let's get right into it. I'm Teddy Mulve. Introduce yourself, please. Joseph Gwilt. Kevin, second to no one noon. That's it right there. Here we go, round number one. Rock Tang fight. I only saw the highlights of the Rock Tang fight and uh, absolutely loved what I saw. I saw the highlights too. Fantastic fight. Um, how we can pull some of the things off is amazing. Uh, the Rock Tang show, it has been in progress for about four years now. He was a Channel 7 fighter. And when he was a young 122 pound, 120, 118 pound, 126 pound fighter at Channel 7, everyone knew he was going to be something special. Everyone. Okay. And then he slowly but surely, Jit Mong Nan, who's the Jimmy fights under, they broke away and now they're promoters themselves. They always fought under the Kia Pet banner, Channel 7 and Lumpini. And then he moved to Rajadam Nen, and that was his stage to shine. When did he move to Rajadam Nen? Uh, 18 months ago. And it's been this slow progress, slow progress. And now he's 10 fights undefeated in Thailand. Um, last night was not his international debut. He made his international debut in Japan against the prodigy Tenshin, a contentious decision a couple of months ago. Let's not talk about that. But last night, it was a one-sided affair. Oh, murdered him. <laughs> he demoralized Sergio Wilson. But for me, it doesn't matter who he put in front of him last night. A donkey, a human being, it doesn't matter. The global stage that one championship gave him last night is what's important to remember. So he was there to showcase his talents. Yes, and he did just that. He never got out of third gear. Let me tell you that here and now. Rod Tang cruised between second and third gear the entire fight. There were some teeth push kicks in that that I have oh. never seen the power. He went flying. Through him. But it was a balance issue too. The way that he was throwing the teeth kicks too. It wasn't just, it wasn't like he was set. He was waiting for him to be a bit off balance and he'd knock him. It was just perfect timing, perfect maneuvers. Now, is this the stepping stone for Thai fighters now? You think one championship are going to bring in a bunch of ties? Or you think well, they are, they're signing. They just yeah. signed Kulab Dam. They've signed a, an abundance of old stars who actually work for them in Evolve gyms in Singapore. And they're signing all the new stars. This is huge. The, they're getting double their purses that they get in Thailand. Yeah. This is fantastic. It's an outlook. It's great for the sport of Muay Thai. One is giving them this platform. As I said, yes, there will be lambs to the slaughter. No disrespect to Sergio. He's a lovely guy. But last night, just to talk about Sergio for a second, he fought for the last two and a half years in America. That's how he made his name, fighting a line fight. He annihilated everyone. Look what happened last night. There's the gulf in talent between yeah. East versus West. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that talent gap. Like, for instance, because I was wondering how one championship is going to play it. For instance, in European basketball, you can only have like two Americans on the team or like two on the court at one time. Why? Because it would just be full of Americans. We're way better at basketball than the other countries are at this point. So what I'm saying here is if one championship just, just lets <laughs> if one championship lets ties if they let ties in, it's just gonna be the Thailand show. In the beginning, it's well, just gonna be eight ties going for the belt if they let all ties in. It depends no? on what weight category though, doesn't it? Yeah. That's true. Okay. Now a lot of the ties they're signing are 
in I call the devil weight categories. What's that? In, it's so hard for a, a non-tie to beat a tie. Yeah, that's what I mean. From 105 pounds all the way to super lightweight at 140. Four, I would say 142, yeah. So welterweight up, good high quality foreigners will and can beat the best ties. But 140 below, it's I won't yeah. say it's impossible, it's near on impossible. Especially if they're fighting them at the same weight or even two, three pounds giveaway. But it's the Rod Tank yeah. Show. Last night, he gained a new fan base he has already had a fan base but last night he international he, fan base in the, the videos social are viral. media yeah. today Scion Fight News Instagram there's a, a a very famous sports illustrator model in the US called Mia Kang she's all over so Instagram saying, saying I'm in love this is amazing wow everyone is on him yeah. everyone is on it's the Rot Tang show that's fantastic for him to get that platform fantastic yeah. for forever, Thailand forever. and Muay Thai yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and just <coughs> lastly on the, on, the, on the one championship thing you've got to give kudos to Chatri Sityotong he's half Thai half Japanese uh, he's had a colourful background a, his family you know was desolate destitute uh, and he's brought this one championship from zero to absolute yeah. hero. It's incredible. Yeah, they're doing a lot of cool Anything stuff. Anything else on, on that one? No, not really, but uh, obviously the one championship is coming here as well. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, Two weeks' time. 6th of October. Headlined October. by Siseket Saur Rungvisai yeah. defending his WBC Super Flyweight belt against Iran Diaz. You want to go? He's oh, working I'm, it. You want to go? I'm Me and you? Going, yes. you there? Yeah, I just want someone to sit with and never, he'll be busy. I'll be there, 100%. Uh, yeah, you want to go? All right, cool. I'll definitely do it. Um, awesome for Thailand. Awesome for everything. Awesome for us, for our app, for this podcast. Fantastic. Everything. Thailand's taking over the fight game. Next. Here we go. Anthony Joshua Pavekin. Um Take it away, Joe Gwilt. Okay, it was for the WBA, IBF, WBO, and if you care, the IBO Heavyweight Championship of the World. It was a potential banana skin. And it did at times look as if it could, he could slip up on that. It wasn't as easy as everybody was thinking it was going to be. Lots of people had Pavekin up on the cards. Rock complaining them. complaining that uh, Joshua was getting hit, getting hit. It's a boxing match. It's not a tickling competition. Wait, what do you mean complaining he was getting hit? That's getting weird. hit too much by the right hand. Getting too much by the left hook. In fact, I think he was protecting more for the left hook because Pavekin's main punch is the left hook right. and he covered the left hook well and because of that the right hand was coming across and he wasn't thinking about that so much um i gave aj the first round then the pressure came on for pavetkin he was slipping under moving he moved well uh, at the end of the first round there was a three punch combination that rocked joshua did it break his nose someone it said did, it, bro- it, yes. it's officially well, broken i haven't heard it officially i haven't heard it officially but it was bleeding yeah. and everybody uh. said that was the case. And he came out, Povetkin came out with uh, desire in the second round. He was going to take his chance. Then in the third round, <laughs> he started extremely well. But AJ got into his boxing, started to move well, time it well, move out of the way. Fourth round came, AJ boxing very well, keeping the range, keeping the distance. And if you can control those two things against a six foot two fighter when you're six foot six, you're going to control the fight. But fifth round again, Povetkin came out. He bobs, he weaves, he ducks, he tries to roll under, and he was getting in, and he was getting off with a lot of his punches. Some good lefts, rights, and combinations with the uppercut. Sixth round, AJ started to time it well, get get it all together, and the seventh round, big right hand, followed by a well-timed left hook, 
Hoverkin went back to the ropes, one, two, went down, pinned up in the ropes, found it very hard to get up, got up to a barrage of punches, and at the mm. same time as the ref was jumping in, the corner was jumping on the ring ropes, and Povetkin just collapsed backwards, and the fight was Ooh. over. Devastating KO right at the end. Not the easiest of his fights, but Povetkin was a former gold medalist. Um, oh, Wilder and uh, this obviously, is, yeah, yeah, yeah let's elef- get into it. The Come elephant on. in the room. They're not scared. Wilder is thinks he can totally take Joshua from this fight. Am I wrong? It's a yes. third, what is he, 10 years that's, older, he's much smaller. And, and he still rocked him and broke his nose. Yes. What's going to happen when the Gypsy King smashes him or when Wilder hits him with one? He's going to well, go down. December 1st, Wilder Fury, WBC World Championship yeah, fight. Yeah, that's it. The winner of that fight, it looks like next April will fight Joshua for unification. Whether or not that happens, if Fury wins, will Joshua fight Fury? Mm, I'm not sure about that. I don't I think, think he's going to fight Wilder either, though. man. Let's, the, the boxing politics is going to play and play and yes, play, sir. and we're not. I'm, yeah. da- I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. They still want. He's only twenty-two fights into his career. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, moving on. Oh, where is it? Boom. Next, Bogan and Brothers, the Moroccan Marauders, if you will. Yes, sir. Talk to us about it. A huge announce- announcement this week that uh, current WBC Muay Thai. Super heavyweight champion Yassin Bouganem and his brother Youssef Bouganem, the current king of the middleweights and WBC Muay Thai world champion. Both of them will defend their coveted green glory in Brussels, October 13th. Yassin will fight uh, number four ranked Estonian fighter Uno Benjokal. Yassin will fight, will, sorry, Youssef will fight number five ranked Kongjak from Thailand. How come? I feel like they don't. All right, let me. I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Who? Yusuf. I feel. I would agree with you. All those belts, nobody. He's the current Lumpini champion. Say it all right now. Current Lumpini, Rajadamnan, former Omnoy, former Thai fight. Current WBC, they're the relevant ones. He's the Read world. The comments, he's though, the king. So why he's is the he king. not getting? That's my hits. question. I don't know. The I comments think, are crazy, uh, man. Jealousy. Okay. People are like, oh, if you fought the green, the, the green eyed, he's fought everyone. That's what I said. You go to, you go to Yusef's. Know, I'm not a fanboy. I'm a realist. You go to his, his Wikipedia page. He has fought everyone. He has beaten the best. He has lost against the best, but he has faced everyone and won. He is quite simply, in my opinion, and a, and a, and a, a respected opinion, yes. he is one of the best, if not the best, non-Thai fighter in Muay Thai in this generation. So when you say he's not getting the respect he deserves, is that world over? Yes. Yeah, just the comments. I'm kind of so, shocked so, yeah. at the way people hate on him every time he wins. Yeah, they just do. Just go to yeah. a YouTube video. It's, it's incredible. It, it's just a that comeback. Surprise. The comeback last year when he defended his Rajadamnan belt against Yad Payak from Sitsang Pinang. He got knocked down in the second round. No one thought he was getting up. Not only did he get up, he stopped Yad Payak yeah. in the fort. It was incredible. you got to mm-hmm. watch it. On Siam Fight News, quarter of a million people watched that clip. Quarter of a million people. Yusef, now the only thing I'll counter-argue to what you're saying, Yusef has a, an abundance of fans. Yes, he and does. They outweigh the naysayers. Yes, he does. So, October 13th, Brussels, WBC, two brothers defending their world title fights. 
Awesome. Okay, no, Check that out. Oh, anything else? No, no announced. All yes, right, sir. next one. Channel 7 show. We just got done with the Channel 7 show. It was awesome, as always. Look, on this one, before we talk, you and I commentated on the show today, yes. right? I want Joe watched it on TV, okay. yes. so I want to hear Joe's perspective. First off, let's just yes. tell, let's just tell the listeners what it is. It was the main event, Channel Seven. Every Sunday, we have the main event card. Kevin and I obviously uh, commentate on it. This was uh, Coco versus Kausenit. This is their fourth fight. They fought three times before. Each one took a win, and then they had the uh, draw. So this is their fourth one, and. Uh, yeah, just as a background. Go. Well, well, the first thing I noticed was the fight got going extremely early. Obviously, with White Eye, they gradually progressed into the fight, into the fight, into the fight. Yeah. It got into the fight extremely early. The second round, as I remember, was all out action. I remember the third round, the uh, Kalsnit, within the clinch, he picked himself up off the shoulders and was drilling knees into Coco. They were fantastic. They was fantastic. Um, Kausnit was stalking him down, stalking him down, pushing him against ropes, and there you were back into the clinches again. It was a fantastic fight. That's for me, for me, it uh, it was a jaw-dropping, remarkable performance by Kausnit. Yeah. Uh, some of the, the the knee strikes from Coco, and he was a little bit too comfortable in rounds two, one and two. I think he took took the win for granted. Kausnit went into the trench. And stayed down there and just took him to war. Yeah, took him. It was a dog fight, man. He just closed him down at every opportunity. Took him back in, yeah, right in his face, nonstop pressure, never stopped. His dog, everything. Now, the reason I wanted Joe to talk about it is because this is something that that really irks me about Muay Thai and boxing. You cannot, when you're judging or watching a fight, you can't bring emotion into it. We commentate. We cannot accurately judge. Enjoying it. I was saying a few words here and there. (laughs) But just on Channel 7, the Muay Thai 7 app, it's a wondrous thing for the sport of Muay Thai globally. Live each and every Sunday, Android, iOS, Muay Thai 7, like $5 a month. That's it. Four live shows a month. It's incredible. It's great for the sport of Muay Thai globally. Anything else on Channel 7? No, it's a great card. Next week's going to be even, I, I think, oh. even better card. Honestly, the next week's card. Next is week, be the semifinals of yep. the Tiger Cement Tournament and Satan Fat main event in the rematch against, uh, his name's Gone And it's a 14 uh, day free trial, too. So if you just want to get the app for free, you can just watch one of it, check it out if you, you want. Have both dope. the semifinals on that yes, show. Yes, sir. Both yeah, semifinals next so week. Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, next. That was the wrong one. <laughs> Uh, Bangkok Stadium action, what happened? Uh, Lumpini and Ratchadam Nung, anything nothing, happened? Nothing to write home about this week at the stadiums. Thursday night was a decent show. We had Kupayak, former Lumpini champion, got a resounding victory. And of course, Pet Supan defended his Ratchadam Nung super lightweight title, sorry, super flyweight belt against Kong Muang Trang from Khao Sam Rajim. Nothing crazy this week. So let's move on. All right. What about next week? You want to talk about next week? Oh action? yeah, the shark, Chad Collins. The oh, no, he's back in action. He's hell yeah! What a kid! What what he? Okay, so he took a break from the sport. Came back three months ago. His first fight back on this elite fight circuit was against Pon Ek or Quan Muang, who at the time was the Omnoy welterweight champion. Chad Collins, aka the shark, he lost that fight. A lot of people felt he lost the fight because it was he hadn't fought in six months. Ring, ring rust. rust. Yeah, ring rust. Sure. So then he lost that fight on points. Last month, he fought the current Rajadamnan welterweight champion, Sakmon Khan, 
in a non-title fight, Sakmon Khan had only won the belt four weeks earlier, did not need to defend. It was at 148 pounds, one pound ahead. He knocked Sakmon Khan out in the third round with a barrage of punches and elbows. But next Thursday night, Rajadamnan Stadium, he rematches Pon Ek. How good is that? Yeah, that's going to be dope. They were offered many different fights. Chad and Sitsang Pinang Phuket said, no, we want revenge on Pon Ek. So it's up next Thursday night, Rajadamnan Stadium, the 27th. But the main event on that show is current Rajadamnan super featherweight champion Pet Utong taking on Gaunar. And that will be... So don't miss it. Thursday night, Rajadamnan Stadium. Any questions about Chad Collins? How do you see that fight going? Do you think he can get the revenge? Oh, without question. Yeah. I think he'll stop Pon Ek. Really? Yeah. Because he should have won the first fight. Mm. He took his... He gassed. The fatigue, as Joe mentioned, the ring rust. But here's a, here's a fascinating insight into the Chad Collins thing. Chad beat Sakmon Khan. Chad's head trainer at Sitsang Pinang is ex-former elite stadium star of the 90s, Saget Pet, late 90s, early 2000s. When Chad stepped out of the ring, he had just KO'd his opponent. What did Saget Pet do? Slapped him in the face. Oh dear. Really? Because... Chad did not follow instructions during the fight. Uh, <laughs> it's a strange call. But it's it's to teach it's Chad you follow yeah. what you are you you yeah. know you follow like the, the attitudes you follow. And orders. you're representing the gym. You're representing yeah, the gym. Sure. What's the point in teaching you if you're so, not doing sure. Chad can go all the way. Uh, today at Channel Seven Stadium, Rafi Bohich was there, the current welterweight Lumpini champion. That fight needs to happen. We've talked about yeah. it before. Time to move on. All right, that looks like it. Now it's about my ramblings. The only thing I have a question for is how important um, for you guys is how important is that to, to Mayweather the fifty one wins now that the tie guy because I feel like wait a minute wait a minute I feel like Mayweather's a gazillionaire and a super famous person and no one knows who the tie guy is who has fifty wins no one really cares fifty one now fifty one wins yeah. if you really talk about it no one knows but so I what's know the rambling in the back of his mind he cares yes he does so I bad I think he is so egotistical I think, that I think is he does. the reason the that, thing is I thought about it I thought about the money. 51 and 0. He can't say 50 and 0. You can't yeah. have that yeah. uh, yep. plastered on his hat anymore. Nope. He can't have it. Because it looks stupid He's if someone else has 51. 51 and 0. And yeah. that 51 and 0 is going to go to 52 and 0 and possibly yeah. more and more and more. The thing is, when he came out and said he was going to fight Manny Pacquiao, now he might have a warm up fight in Japan. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be an easy fight. If it transpires this way See. 51 and yeah. a, that will be 52 yeah. he, he, but he doesn't have to be more than, than, than the Thai guy what's his name Wen he doesn't have to be more than him as long as he's even with him he has, the, he has everything else but so you, he'll say he's the best you have second to, Wang Heng has one more than him it's in the back of his mind he shouldn't care I swear he does you like, have to retire with the figure for it to be relevant Wen Heng is 51 and 0 right now but if Wen Heng loses his next fight it it's irrelevant. You're right. You're right. 15, right now, Floyd yeah. Mayweather is yeah. retired at fifty yes. and zero, but his record has been broken. So Wang Heng is yeah. fifty. But for that to be relevant, Wang Heng needs to retire fifty-one and zero. Because if 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 Wang if Wang Heng loses, Mayweather has the record. Yeah, he does. It goes back to Mayweather you're again. Absolutely Julio Cesar Chavez went to I think it's 80, 89. 89 yeah. Yes, it was. It was eighty-nine. Unbeaten, but he lost. He carried on. He's had draws. It's not an unblemished yeah, record so that, anymore. It's only really relevant. It's actually 
only relevant if you retire with that figure in place. It's just crazy that an absolute like billionaire fighter, I really feel like he's worried about this little Thai guy. I wonder, is he? I think he is. He's way too egotistical. Yeah, he's an egotistical. We know that. So bad. I think he is. And I don't think anyone's talking to him about it. I don't think anyone in his camp really cares or anyone knows. But I know when he goes to bed, he's so egotistical that he knows that that's... Self-destruct sequence might happen for him. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I was wondering about. Uh, You move on or talk about it? Yeah, we can move on. Uh, Ten Rings. What are we doing this for? You said someone yes, passed away. Yes, uh, sadly, Enzo Calzaghi, Joe Calzaghi's father and trainer, passed away this week, and um, we'd like to give him a salute. Who, who is he? He's a he's a boxing trainer, Joe Calzaghi, trainer. who was the unified, undisputed super middleweight champion okay. of the world. Uh, his father and trainer, and for that, we'd like to give him a salute of ten bells. Just to end a note on that, their relationship was fantastic. I used to follow Calzaghi when I was younger, and uh, you could see the chemistry drove his success. Have you seen the documentary? Yes, incredible, that documentary. And that's a wrap. That's it. Uh, You can follow me at Teddy Move on uh, Instagram, T-E-D-D-Y-M-U-L-V-A-G-H, Instagram, and on Facebook. And uh, that's me, yeah. Yeah, you already have a ton of followers. You know who he is. I'm new to this. I'll give you the details as soon as I've got them. All right. From Joe Gwill, of course, Kevin Noon. I'm Teddy Mulvey. Thanks for listening. See you next week.